This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry. Also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome back for another episode of the Vitamin C's podcast, proud part of the CLNS Media Network. I am your host, Tim Shields, and I am joined by my co-host, Wayne Breezy Brown. Wayne, how are we feeling today, man? I'm 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 good today, actually. Um I did my I did my greatest or best job in accepting what happened. But there were some really good, you know, some really good things to take away from what happened. I, I will say that. Um I feel like I know a lot of people want to point the blame at certain people and things like this. If I could blame anyone, it would be the Celtics. I think if they didn't put themselves in that situation, um, then it wouldn't have came down to what it came down to. So we'll we'll get into it on the show though. But I'm good overall. Likewise, and I I I get it. I mean, I've kind of come to terms with it. I think going into Philly, I expected them to split those games just because I, as much as Boston has Philly's number, Philly still has some really great talents, including James Harden, who apparently when he decides to can score forty points every once in a while. Still, even at uh, even at his current physique, and then Joel Embiid starting to get a little bit healthier. He was moving pretty well in Game Four, but you know, you walk out of that one and one. And I mean, if you look to the West too, I mean, the Nuggets won two straight, and then they lost two straight. So, like, what would you feel better about? Would you feel better about you know splitting at home and then going on the road and splitting on the road, or right. winning two straight and then losing two straight? I think I actually prefer what ended up happening with the Celtics where you split at home because you, you needed to get your act together. This is an opponent that you need to take seriously. And it comes down to execution in particularly in these, these games. I mean, James Harden, James Harden hits these two threes and that's really the deciding factor. Um, I, I think if the Celtics put themselves in a better spot, you're looking at, going going back home with a 3-1 lead or this series is actually over in a 4-0 sweep and it comes down to guarding their best shooter who is James Harden he's the best offensive player on the floor for them right now and the way I'll reframe it is that it took James Harden getting like 40 points in these two wins in order for the 76ers to 
barely, barely sneak by the Celtics. So, I mean, like, you can frame it like that if you want, yeah. if that makes you feel better. It, to, to, to a degree, it makes me feel better, but it it's not. It makes me feel better as well. Um, in, in the moment, I didn't want to hear that. In the, in the moment, I was saying to myself, you can't leave a shooter wide open. I don't <laughs> care if it's PJ, freaking Tucker. You, you don't leave anybody in the NBA. The only people you can leave wide open in the NBA is someone from the Boston Celtics. For some Whoa. reason... <laughs> they can't hit wide open three point shots. I know that's a shot, but we missed a couple. We a couple fell short. Marcus Smart had the game winner wide open. Al Horford missed a wide open shot to where it's and I'm not blaming them. I'm just saying in the NBA, don't leave shooters wide open, especially to the caliber of a James Harden. And then he made it hard for no pun intended for the Boston Celtics those two games. 40 plus points and both games they barely squeaked by um you know so a lot of upside though um what i what i got from game from game four was resiliency again uh adversity and them damn near overcoming it i mean they, they damn near overcame that that swing and it was crazy point right? lead i mean it's a that's a big deficit that's a huge deficit in a playoff game the boston celtics are resilient tim and i think people people understand that but i think i think the this the celtics fan base we just get a little frustrated because a for me i guess what frustrated me the most is why are we in this predicament why did we go down 16 or 17? Why did we even get into a hole like that to where we had to dig ourselves out of it? Did we overcome it? Yup. Did we take the lead? Yup. Could we had won? Yup. Like all of that stuff could have happened. Just like we could have blown a 16 or 17 point lead as well. But the question is, don't, for the Celtics on the road, don't put yourselves in that predicament. And let's start with the best player on the team. And I know a lot of people don't like to criticize our Jason Tatum, but we can do some constructive criticism with him. I mean, they're defending him crazy. They're double teaming him on just about everything. He had a, what one turnover, I believe, in the first half. But it was it was a crazy, weird looking one. Like you don't gotta force it. I thought Tatum was forcing a lot of stuff. He was taking shots. He was trying to get into a rhythm, and you want that. But I thought the best way to get into a rhythm was get an easy bucket. Get an easy two points around the bucket. Tatum could finish. He's been finishing all series. They're giving him buckets in the inside. Um, and so I, I felt like Tatum, if he could have been a little better offensively scoring, I want to put the word scoring in front of that because other than that, he was a monster in the game. Assists, rebounds, like he was still doing Tatum stuff. He just couldn't find the ball going to the net, Tim. It was a little weird. I, I think that cold start really kind of screwed the Celtics. I think they put themselves in such a hole. And if your best player doesn't have it, then you're kind of just digging yourself into a, a really, really bad deficit. You're just not going to come out of easily. Um, I honestly think that Tatum's struggles really impacted Jalen Brown, like big time. I think it threw Jalen Brown off, and he didn't get as many looks as he should have. Do tell. Do do you mean later on in the game? I think from after the first quarter. Interesting. I have a little different take, but this is interesting because Jalen Brown. Well, Jalen Brown, Tim, couldn't. For some reason, I felt like 
he didn't know what to do to close out the game. He barely took any shots in the overtime. I, I thought that was awkward for a guy. I don't know if he ran out of gas. He didn't reason, take any shots in OT. <laughs> he didn't. Well, the reason why I said that's interesting is because well, my take is this, and I know it might not make sense, but it made sense in my head. That's the only thing that mattered, right? Jalen Brown, in the first two minutes of the game, had two fouls. Granted, he was scoring at will. He was shooting from the three. He was getting to the basket. He was getting buckets. But you knew at some point, you knew, I knew that they had to take Tatum out because, I mean, uh, Brown out. Because God forbid he got that third foul in the first quarter. It would have been a really bad game. I felt like those two fouls changed the trajectory of the game into where James Harden was able to get off. James Harden could not score when Jalen Brown was defending him at the beginning. I didn't even know Jalen Brown played this great of a defense. Uh, but against James Harden, he's playing really good defense. The moment he came out of the game, Boston still couldn't figure out their offense because Tatum was a little stagnant. And that's when Philly started cooking. They took the lead, and it had the lead for the majority of the game. I don't know if you saw it the same way, but that was the breezy vision. That's what I got out of that. So my takeaway from it was I, I, I think Jalen got going early. He was their offense early on. And I think after that point, they went away from him because they were trying to get Tatum going. And it oh, just threw it off. Oh, I see. I love let, me, it. let me pull up the stats for it. But I love that. I, I didn't see that. And I forgot that. But I love that. I love that you brought that to my attention. I love it. Wow. So. In the first quarter, Jalen was 5 of 7, 2 of 4 from 3. In the second quarter, he was 2 of 4, 0 of 1 from 3. Mm -hmm. Third quarter, 2 of 2. Mm. Fourth quarter, 1 of 3. See? OT, OT, he had zero shot attempts. I told no you. rebounds, no assists, no steals, no blocks, no nothing. He played the full five minutes, didn't get a single shot attempt up. But why? That can't be offensive game plan. That can't it's not, be that. It's not offensive game plan. I think it was just a symptom of the situation. So if you look at it, they were really force-feeding Tatum. I mean, they they had completely different starts. Understood. Brown, Brown was 5 of 7. Tatum was 0 of 5 and 0 of 2 from 3. Yeah. I don't think Tatum... He, he yeah. went one for eight. Tatum hit his first shot like within the last minute of the second quarter. So like eight, the eight, last eight. minute of the first half. Yeah. And it just wasn't going for him before that point. And he, it, it was bad, man. It was bad. I, here's the thing, Tim. I, I love Jason Tatum. He's like my favorite player. But at the end of the day, you got to go with what's working. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And Tatum should be uh, – Coach Missoula has to understand, like, you can't force things in basketball. And remember I said I thought Tatum was forcing stuff? He was. He was forcing his shot. He was trying to get into a rhythm. He was trying to hit that three. You know he got it. And granted, it came through when we needed it. We, we ended up taking the lead. I thought Marcus Shaw hit a couple of big shots. Al Horvath hit a couple of big shots. Derek White is still a ghost. Malcolm Brogdon was official until he turned that ball over. Then they just took him out of the game. I don't, be un I don't, be I don't understand, like, sometimes our coaching – uh, I thought Grant Williams gave you okay minutes. He was getting bodied a lot, but 
it, it with Tatum, you can't allow him to force it. Things got to come naturally for him. That's when he plays his best basketball. I feel like for Tatum, if I'm Jason Tatum, f me. I can get you involved. They're they're doubling me anyway. True. So let me let me get a block shot and then throw it down to you at the other 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 end of the court, and then bam, easy bucket in transition, right? Like Tatum's defense was good yesterday. It was damn near great. He was rebounding. Like Tatum was playing. I mean, I know he finished with 25. I think he finished with 25. But at the end of the day, like not being able to get going until the end of the second quarter, that's a super duper slow start. That's way past slow. That's that's tortoise slow. Like, and I mean, and and we didn't finish at the end, so he didn't. He wasn't the hair. He remained. Whoever won that damn race, he was the hair. I don't know. At the end of the day, <laughs> the tortoise, the, the tortoise, tortoise one, one, right? The at tortoise the end of the one. Day, <laughs> terrible analogy, guys. Don't use that one. But at the end of the day, like Jason Tatum is a superstar, and he can get involved in other ways. I thought James Harden had one of the worst playoff performances in Game Three, but if you check the box score, if you check his stats, the dude was getting assists like crazy he was getting other people involved unfortunately he just was the wasn't the factor that can help you get scoring with game five coming up it's a must-win game I, the, I don't care what anybody says the celtics are the best team in this series they, they 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 hands down they're the better team it's just which version of the celtics are you gonna get it's execution it's really execution and i think I know, the thing that honestly the thing that kills me the most is you look at you look at the performance on the whole. Um, you're down 16. You you come all the way back. You make a game of it. You jump ahead, and you know not getting a couple offensive rebounds, mm-hmm. not calling a timeout here or there. It puts you in that spot. Um, you had a chance to go ahead and steal a, a game that probably would have broken the 76ers. I think if you took that game, you really really would have broke them. And you still have the chance to do that in game five. I just think that that was a great chance to do so on the road after having such a big lead for them to blow it. And I mean, it it still took so many things falling James, like James Harden, like having that three pointer and having the night that he did like a 40 point plus performance. He had like nine assists, eight rebounds, six to nine from deep, like just, just an insane stat line. And and it's, it's going to take a monster performance like that. It's Joel Embiid having a good night, getting to the line a lot, getting a ton of calls and looking garbage while he did it. I mean, 12 of 15 from the free throw line, like just so ridiculous. And some of the calls are so stupid. And for, for honestly, for Doc Rivers to come out and and piss and moan uh, about a push up on Tatum. One, I totally agree. I get it was a push up. Two, you can't go ahead and call that push off in the last minute because you don't like it because it's been happening the entire goddamn series. Yeah, it's exactly what James Harden does. It's exactly what Joel Embiid does. They you. do it all the time. You Hold cannot go ding no ding. And then, <laughs> and then Doris yeah. Burke having the goddamn nerve to sit there on the broadcast and talk about Marcus Smart embellishing calls when she's like, you are clearly keeping I, she should for be one team. I, no, I, see. I, I really like Doris Burke. No, no, no. I don't, I, I don't like her when she calls Celtics games. She can call any other is. game. I don't yeah. know what it is, man. I, it's, it's she so just crazy. does not like the Boston Celtics. It's she, weird. She tries her hardest, but there's nothing good that she says. We could have won that game, and then she would have just talked about the push-off. Malcolm Brogdon hit that three. I don't know if you saw the replay. And she reacted like someone shot old Yeller. She was just like, <laughs> wow. It's like, that's all you got? Like, really? Listen, she's an amazing <laughs> 
uh, a broadcaster. She's a fantastic broadcaster. I just don't yeah. know what the hell's going on there. I just but... don't understand why there's just nothing. Po- even her positive comments are like negative. Kind of backhanded almost. Yeah. Yeah. I just get sort it. of so rough. It's hard to watch when she's commentating because you know you're going to get some dog talk about about the Boston Celtics. But at the end of the day, look, I feel like they just they just showed resiliency and so what that means is they're the team that would win in the long haul if if this game went seven series you can count that the boston celtics would come out on top so i would expect the celtics to take game five i would expect them to find a way to blow game six and then i would expect them to take game seven i, I think that's kind of what happened right why they do you blew, wish to hurt me well they blew game two and they blew game four. They blew well, no, it. That's... They blew. They they blew game one. They won they blew, game I'm two. I'm sorry. They blew out. game one. You yeah. know what I meant. They, I know what you meant. And they I still could have. They still could have came. They still could have won. That's the crazy part. It was a close game. Four points, right? Yeah. So they they blew game one because James Harden had 45. And then, Tim, here's my thing, right? <laughs> just one person you just don't want to cook. Give me 50 from Embiid. If he gives me 50, oh well. Give me 50. I don't think he can get 50. Take. Not right. Well, unless he's taking free throws, not right now. I think if you if you make him have to be the creator, like, I just don't know if I see. Like, the only thing is you got to take James Harden out of the equation. That's my right now. Well, you, you, answered, you, you solved my problem. I was getting ready to say, let MB get 50. Let him get 64 on my care. Find a way to eliminate James Harden. I'm telling you. They can't be you. doubling. They can't be doubling off of Harden. And we got to talk about the last play. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. So. Going into that, I think the important thing is to keep in mind that Harden three came off of a timeout. So it did. It did. My question is going into that situation, what did Joe exactly tell his team? Like, what was he focusing on? Was he focusing on drawing up the next play so they would have, you know, hey, this is what we're going to do for the next offensive possession? And he wasn't worried about the defensive possession. Did he tell them to take away the three? And Jalen Brown just didn't listen. Does he did he say, hey, just like keep it? Go-. Like, no, but like, what what was said before that possession that drove Jalen Brown to go ahead and collapse on Embiid and leave James Harden, who at that point was five of eight from three? Why did you leave him? One to hit. You put him in the corner <laughs> wide open for a late contest. And so he that drove me crazy. I yeah. d- it, it's it crazy, man. Like you shouldn't even put yourself in that situation to begin with. Like you had a chance to close out in regulation. You had a chance to like really get some space there, and you just there's a f- a couple things that just didn't break your way. And you know what? At the end of the day, if the Celtics took that game, they would have stolen that game. They did not deserve to win it, like at all. I don't think they did, man. Like you trail because, by sixteen. Yeah, I understood. I understood. You would steal in a road win. I understood. If you if you go into an opponent's building, they blow a lead that big, and you manage to to win that, you that's stealing by all means. And I, Maybe that's why this one doesn't sting as much as game one. I think that's probably what it is. I think also just expecting your team to go into another building and take both games is just not necessarily realistic. Like Hmm. if you have to, like if it's to avoid to stave off elimination and it's just like backs against the wall, then okay. It's different basketball. Yeah. It's different basketball right now because it's not a situation where they have to do that. Um, But man, if they would have won that game, you said it earlier. They probably would have taken like the ghost out of the 76ers, right? They would have that had would their have been souls. It. Yeah. 
because now sh- that team has to dig back, claw back, fight back, and the Celtics can go out there and just punch them back and then find a way to close it out. Like that's that's what you wanted, and yeah, that's why Game One hurts the most because you that was got a game you should have shown up for and you didn't. You had home court. You should have won Game One. I don't mm-hmm. care if they had as uh, every day to rest. You. And and it came down to James Harden hitting a shot over Al Horford. How how figure how how you figure that? It came down to that. That's what it came down to. I'm getting mad again. That's what it came down to. <laughs> all right, all right. Do you want to get mad at something else? Let's get mad at something else. All right. So obviously after that three pointer, uh, Celtics just took the ball up. Uh, was just a really slow action. I think they ran the same exact play that they ran at the end of regulation, where you they found Marcus Smart in the right? slot uh, mm-hmm. for that three pointer. And he missed that one in regulation at the end of the fourth quarter. That didn't fall. He hits this one, but it's about, you know, a few tenths of a second too late. Um, ball is still on his hands when the uh, shot clock expires. So Tatum admits after the game that he was too slow to get into his actions. Um, yeah, that's clear. He's like, I, I was a second too late. Yeah, I totally agree with that. My issue is they could have had more time there. They had two timeouts left. Two timeouts left, 28 seconds. Joe Missoula. Where's the adjustment here? Okay, because like you're going to tell me, you're going to sit there and tell me that regardless of what was going to happen in that possession from the 76ers, whether they scored a two-pointer or a three-pointer or they, they got nothing, you were just going to run the same exact play, same exact offensive set right after that. But like that if they tied the sense, game up, David. it doesn't make sense. There was zero adjustment on that. As soon as James Harden hits the three, you need to call a timeout to regroup your guys to figure out what's what's the next move. Or, like you, or let them dribble it up the court and then call the let them see what defensive set they're in and then call the timeout. Then drop a different type of play like that. Like they weren't if, they weren't getting out and running, you know. No, so that's no. part that's part of the reason why some teams don't call timeouts. Ime Udoka, game one against the Nets, didn't call a timeout. But the Celtics ran that ball up the court and didn't let the defense get set. That, well, so like, that's my point. They were in the early offense when that stuff happened. Granted, like the Nets defended that perfectly and Tatum managed to get the shot up at the buzzer, but they don't always go like that. But the I, point is, is like they 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 could have made some kind of call or adjustment and it doesn't you let a guy hit a three-pointer. It doesn't make sense. And I think it got more frustrating seeing a quote from Joe Missoula today. This is from four hours ago. I want to say this was, must have been at practice availability. This is from Chris Forsberg of NBC Sports Boston. Joe Missoula, hindsight is 2020. I should have called a timeout at the end of overtime to get us uh, a two-for-one or get a couple more possessions. Obviously, 14 seconds left, down one. You want as many chances as you can. So definitely learn from that. Hindsight is not 2020. If this has happened to you multiple times, this is not hindsight anymore. This is the one thing that I will get mad and I will get on Joe about. He was right about the three pointers. He's right about the way that the offense used to operate, but this, this stuff right here, man, this stuff right here, you That's cannot you, give me that hook line cockamamie bullshit about hindsight is 2020. This has happened before. The Celtics have been in clutch situations this year. And for the most part, they've been bad. They have Terrible. failed to execute. They're, you want, it, they're bad simple. in the clutch. They're it, bad. It, how about not let Tatum touch the ball and find a way to get him open? Yes. 
have other people create for him. And that doesn't necessarily mean it needs to be Marcus Smart. It can be anybody. It could be a big... How do you not find Jalen Brown? Any looks. Zero looks in overtime. He deserved that last shot. If you're if you're not gonna get it to Tatum, they, they gave it to Smart. Smart actually, Smart and Horford in clutch time are the guys who lead the Celtics in shot attempts, just because that's the way that it's broken down. Because Jalen or Tatum are gonna be covered, so you need to find ways to get those guys open. And you know how you do that? You call a timeout and you plan it through. Because I'm just. That's where I'll get mad about it. I wasn't as mad until Joe said that stuff. And I'm like, hindsight's not 2020 if it keeps happening, Joe. It's insanity. It's insanity. And I like Joe. This is killing me to see him do this again and again. He's got to learn. Tim, we talked about one of his issues would be inexperience. Mm -hmm. And you have to say, you know, maybe, maybe learning now on the job it's kind of difficult to do. But going forward in the future, this will be something he can definitely learn from. Some people can learn on the fly. Some people, you know, you make a mistake and they be like, I ain't never making that mistake again. I'll make a different one. Some people are really <laughs> good at that. Some people, they just got to keep making the same mistake over and over again, especially when they have that borderline insanity gene because they feel like they're right and they want to keep doing it until they write so they can be like, I told you it will work. Like, you know what I mean? Um, but in this situation, you had two timeouts. You can't use them in the next game. You had time on the clock. And if we would have lost after he made those adjustments, I would be like, okay, cool. But <laughs> at least you tried. At least you tried. And we talked about being inexperienced. We talked about playing you know superior coaches i don't care what you say about doc rivers or what anybody says he's about experienced doc. He's, he's experienced, experienced. If you can say one thing about doc is that he's very experienced from playing to coaching he even has a chip with the celtics so yeah. let that sink in he's experienced and he has a good team it's just when your team is better they have to figure out how to overcome that last little piece of adversity and it it might just come down to the coach it might not sometimes the players the players have to do the execution but the coach got to put them in the right positions to win hit the dinger for yourself on that one (laughs) because i mean come on It, it does come down to execution and the coach does need to put them in a better spot i think this team is extremely experienced and they're not stupid they are very smart guys. I think it's sometimes like, I think they get so caught up in the moment that they just lose track of things. Like you've seen smart have bad turnovers. You've seen Tatum have bad turnovers. Brogdon had some bad turnovers. Yeah. Obviously there was um, one that I felt like Brogdon got taken out of the game. Might not have been because of that turnover, but we had like a, a good run to the basket five fouls did he was it when he got it his might have been foul? his fifth foul I think yeah and then they pulled him they put Derek white in they, yeah which yeah. which defensively as soon as he came in he got you a turnover he just couldn't yeah. score Derek white yeah he's just struggling for some reason yeah and I, I mean part of that's also I think when Tatum struggles the offense struggles as a whole because he operates as a creator and he still found ways to be effective and impact the game he had like 18 rebounds I told you he was which is crazy boarded. I mean, it's just, if the threes aren't there, then he needs to get to the cup. But then when he's not getting calls, it's like, how more often can I keep 
continuing to do this. Understood. He, he, he got a second win in the second half, which was great. I mean, he was a big part of the reason why they were in it at the end, but it's like you hit a couple shots in the first quarter or the second quarter. It's a different ball game. It's a completely different ball game. And I think that comes down to execution starting with, you know, coming out with the right energy and they need to do that now on Tuesday night. I'm um, going into this, you know, this is a crucial game five without a doubt you're at home. This is a team that sh- you should have on the ropes. You should. And now it's a, it's a best of three series. Do I think the Celtics can win this? Absolutely. There's an entire realm of possibility where they don't, but I, again, I agree with you. I think they're the best team that's out there. And I don't see a lot of teams in the East that can handle them mm-hmm. when they're not busy getting in their own way. It's a big and caveat. That- well, hey, man, at least, you know, we can't say we're insane from that because that's just been the thing all season long. They find ways to lose. They get in their own way. And in this game, um, they allowed Philly to get cooking. But again, their resiliency allowed them to come back. And, you know, unfortunately couldn't hit the game-winning shot in the end of regulation. They hit the game-winning shot in overtime, but it was a little too late. So going into game five, the Celtics, in my opinion, no more slow starts. Come out, find ways to get buckets, whether they're easy buckets at the rim. You know, I will say that Philly up their defense, uh, they up their level of defense. Uh, they're trying to take away the interior of the Celtics scoring easy. is a big reason why Derek White, you know what I'm saying, isn't getting those easy baskets at the rim. But Malcolm Brogdon, Malcolm Brogdon had a couple of weird attempts trying to get through holes and things like that. But, man, he is finding ways to get to the rim. And for some reason, the refs are calling foul. Got to find a way to make him your ball handler, especially when coming off the bench. Got to let him get more involved. He took some weird threes, but, boy, they go in. I don't don't question them anymore. They're weird looking. Five of eight. Just five of eight. I just, I still can't believe how efficient he is. And I think, yeah, again, he's got such a flat shot. You just figure that some of them clunk off. And now and then you see a couple that pop off. I mean, Al Horford had a three pointer that rattled out. And that one, it went in and out. That, 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 that was a wide open one. He's got to find a way. I mean, he, it it was there. It was there. It just (sighs) literally just, it just didn't spin in the basket the right way. The rims cheated. (laughs) You buttered it up. Yeah. (laughs) Some ham on it or something. But, you know, (laughs) look, I, I think after all of that stuff, you know, they still were found a way to be in it at the end of the game. I think there's a really good chance that. You know, they come out with better energy and a better effort. I think this really comes down to including Jalen Brown more frequently in the offense. It can't just be the first quarter fire starter to get your offense going. He was the only one who had anything going on early because Jason Tatum started off the game 0 of 5. So you need Tatum to have a better start too. But you can't you can't sacrifice looks for Jalen Brown in order to keep Jason Tatum going. And so I think you need to find ways to stagger those guys so you have a consistent flow of offense, whether it's going through Jalen Brown or going through Jason Tatum. Stagger those guys as much as you can. And then, yeah, play them together by all means. But like, you, you can't be forcing the ball into Tatum's hands and trying to get him going in order to you know get him hot and then just give up on the guy who started off the game 5-7. of seven. Like... Jalen Brown's the better shooter in my mind. He's a more consistent shooter. He's not a, necessarily a better creator. He's a better play finisher in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest knock on him is his handles and when he falls asleep on off-ball defense, um, which we saw clearly. Um, I, I don't that know play. if he fell asleep or if he had. He, he took dirt. ownership. 
I'll give him that much. I will. He did, and and that's something that we you know we could big up. He definitely said that you know he slipped on that one, but that was a hard slip too, man. Because it's like, I get it. It's in B, but at the end of the day, make him finish. If you if he gets fouled, then it's three the hard way, right? If he even makes two. a shot. It'd be two. That's if what he, I'm saying. If he gets the if he gets the and one, and I mean, one, like, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah you know no, what I mean. If he made it and you. got fouled, then it's three the hard way. But if not, it's a two pointer. If he, there's no foul, and then if he misses, you just gotta get the rebound. If we would have got one of those two rebounds, be a different game. Yeah, a two doesn't kill you there, but a three pointer does, three and that's exactly what happened. But hopefully, um, we'll see a different effort from them going game five. Uh, I believe it's a seven thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time tip off, but. Other than that, do we have anything else for today, Wayne? Bang, bang. We good to go. Seize up, baby. It's time to All take right. this lead. Amen to that. Uh, this has been the Vitamin C's, proud part of the CLS Media Network, and we will catch you next time. Hang in there. Cheers. Sign up at FanDuel.com slash Boston and make every moment more on America's number one sportsbook.